beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I speak to Warren. From the first day I met him, he left an impression in my soul. I'm not sure what it is or how it happened, but I felt a connection with him. We live in different cities, so we do not see each other often, but when we do, I thoroughly enjoy his company and his energy. I am very excited to have chatted to him, and I'm happy to introduce him to our Meet Me in the Field family. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Sit back and enjoy. I am sure your soul is also going to be stirred. Good evening, Warren. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. And yourself, Freddy? I am very well. I'm even weller now that I have you in the green chair. Welcome to Meet Me in the Field. So you spent a day in the Platteland doing the gymnastics judging. Yes. When did gymnastics start for you? Um, Well, firstly, thank you for having me on your show. You're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. Gymnastics started for me when I was eight years old. Okay. Yeah, that was in 1998 or nine. 1998 or nine, yeah. And I would say that gymnastics is my first love. Okay. Well, it was. I've got new first loves now, but (laughs) (laughs) sport, there's a special place in my heart for sport, specifically gymnastics. And I was a competitive gymnast um, all the way through to 2009. I made the SA team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's that's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) You've got a sports. He's got a sports. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I made the SA team. And from there, I continued to develop my relationship with gymnastics more administratively by Working at SA Gymnastics, okay. uh, working at Western Cape Gymnastics, and currently now I am the president of Cape Town Gymnastics. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in Good my free time, celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> in my free time, I'm leading a cohort of Cape Townian gymnastics administrators, managers, and secretaries, as well as gymnasts, into creating opportunities of gymnastics for all in Cape Town. Fantastic. Yeah. Is that also why you studied what you studied? Because you studied sport. Yeah. Science, I sport did. management, sport... I did sports science. Sports science. Um, I did sports science at UWC, all the way to master's. And now, yeah, that was the main reason. That was the main reason why I decided to take that avenue. Unfortunately, though, at the time I needed to choose a career path, I was not prepared emotionally for that tall order. So um, my mother assisted me. And she essentially chose the course for me. Okay. Which is how... You mean when you, you had to choose a career path, the tall order of becoming a professional athlete? or No, of choosing what to study oh, at okay. university. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. I always it's say that... difficult. Who, who the hell knows at the age of 17 or 18 what you want to do for the rest of your life? It's yeah. just, it's screwed up. It, it, life shouldn't work that way. I wasn't <laughs> equipped at 17. No, no. I had none of the maturity yeah. for that kind of decision. But what I've learned is that it's a process of evolution. So, yeah, it's happened. I've discovered parts of myself through that process. 
and and yeah now more will be revealed i guess as we continue <laughs> fabulous absolutely more will be revealed you know when i decided on the podcast i made a list of people that i wanted to have on the podcast mm-hmm. and you were on that list ah thank but you but then you pissed off to madrid i did we this was last year this time when you were there or i left um, in the beginning of January in 2017, it's a fabulous uh, consortium. It's a fancy word for relationship. <laughs> a fancy consortium between South Africa and Europe where they have these short and long-term mobilities where Europeans come to this country and we go up there. And I chose Madrid as my first choice. As a young boy, I've always been factuated with Spanish culture. Okay. Not so much so to learn the language completely. Now that I've been there, I can speak a little bit. But cool. That's why it was my first choice. Okay. We had to make three choices, so I chose two other European countries just because I had to. Okay. The avenue of work I chose to go to Spain was preventive medicine, and preventive medicine is about epidemiology okay which focuses on epidemics many people get confused and think it's about skin okay. because of the epidermis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so i often have to um, just navigate that one with uh, with everyone uh, whoever doesn't know what epidemiology is so that's one component and the other component is biostatistics uh, with those two disciplines in preventive medicine we manage a whole lot of different diseases Ebola, HIV, okay. cancer, infectious diseases, chronic diseases. I thought that was part of your master's. No, unfortunately no. not. No, it was part of my PhD journey, which I originally did start at UWC. But when I got to Spain, I realized that there was this whole other world of health sciences out there. And a passion for epidemiology started to emerge. And as I immersed myself in that discipline, I, uh, yeah, something started to simmer with okay. me. And um, I decided to give that a little listen to. You mean listen to your gut, listen to the, to, to the simmer that, mm. that's happening? Okay. I don't know how to explain that calling. Let's call it a calling. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it, was a de- it was definitely a calling. I couldn't ignore it. And so I decided to um, investigate areas of epidemics that I want to focus on myself Um, and then I did a bit of a proposal and realized that I need to deregister from the PhD at UWC unfortunately because my my direction has changed now okay and to stay in tune with that and surrendered to what that could mean for me was a process of its own a lot of fear involved Because I know anatomy and physiology, I know principles of exercise, fitness and coaching, I know elements of sport management, I know sport medicine, we do lots of strapping, injuries, kinesio tape, sports massage in the area of work I've come from, to leave that completely and go more clinical, uh, more laboratory, um, more microscopes different diseases we would never encounter in sports science was quite a bit of a turmoil challenge catastrophe a huge shift a a, a paradigm shift as you guys would call it (laughs) researchers that's more more politics yeah (laughs) such fancy words for like 
I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> I was actually having a meltdown. I'm losing it now. <laughs> so when you say a calling, what 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 calls you? What uh, this is after the podcast about spiritual journeys, and I'm, I'm, I've always been intrigued with your journey because. Okay, first of all, let's go back to your. Mm. You were on the original list of people that I wanted. Yes, yes. And the reason for that is that since I've known you, you've always, in my mind, represented something terribly calm, composed, friendly, connected. Mm. I've always, from the first time I met you, I just liked you. Because you. you just presented something, as I said, really calm and composed and, and serene. And then we became friends on Facebook and I would see... You were one of the top 100 young people in South Africa, am I correct? In Africa. In Africa. In Africa. I mean, that is... That's <laughs> huge. So, so every This time continent I, is big. I don't know how they found me. <laughs> every time I would think I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you now... For, for the podcast, I see, okay, now you're somewhere in Africa, now you're in Johannesburg, now you're there. So, I just never got to pin you down. Yeah. But, the crux of the matter is that I felt a very, an amazing sense of calmness from you. My gut feel tells me that if I get into your head, I'm going to get a complete different picture. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but... Where is there a calmness? Where is there a sense of serenity? What calls you when you say there was a calling? What do you believe in? Oh, I... This is a huge question. <laughs> Good. Just as a disclaimer for any of your <laughs> listeners, I am not a professor of spirituality. <laughs> in fact, I've only got my unique experience, which is what I will talk about. Fabulous. And as I said to a the previous podcast I spoke today, own it. Yes. It's ours to own. So, what is that for you? This is my story. So, you asked me here a few questions before I... <laughs> and I'll answer them in this little... <laughs> okay. Let's get in, the, this, okay. in this little blurb. So, this question yeah. contains of A, B, C, and D. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> we, we're listening. Dr. Fraser Crane, we're listening. I am, yeah. <laughs> so, um... My spiritual journey um, started about four years ago. Oh. Yeah. And. Um, so you didn't grow up with spirituality? You didn't grow up with religion? I or? grew up with religion, but I would not call that spirituality. Okay, okay cool. To so be it, honest. So it didn't resonate with you? Um, it did, to a degree. I learned okay. some uh, principles of discipline, cool. um, procedure, protocol, which to me opposes the complete sense of spirituality okay. where spirituality is more about freedom and love and passion and cool. learning nice humility whereas religion didn't have that for me in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> in, um, in a world yes <laughs> yeah, I didn't even watch that movie no. <laughs> oh my god it's such a nice movie the movie is so sorry there's not completely a side <laughs> see that's what I mean when I say it's going to be <laughs> There's a movie called In a World. You know when, when, when you do the preview for when you watch a trailer for a movie? Yes, and you have that narrator in the, in the beginning. Yeah. Now, this movie, In a World, is about the narrators of that. Ah, uh, I see. And the competition 
between narrators. Oh my gosh. It's such a nice movie. <laughs> Sorry, so I don't get to watch much so, TV. So there you go. For a Netflix evening. It is still winter. Yes. It's running out of winter, so why is it still cold? It's exactly my plan after this podcast. Cool. Okay, sorry. Oh, yes, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that was a complete sidebar, dude. <laughs> we were basically—I wouldn't use the word forced, but there was no option really yeah. to not go to church and catechism. I'm Catholic, and it's quite strict and stringent. Yeah. There's no like real room for any interpretation, yeah. freedom of movement, freedom of choice. Yeah, bow now, kneel down, yeah. stand. Um, no bashing on the religion at all. Uh, it's just that was not a proper, comfortable experience for me because I think I've got the spirit of an eagle that just wants to, you know, fly freely. Soar. That's yeah. my new word is soar. I want to soar, you know, and yes. in that time I could not feel that sense. Although they did promise that the promises of the Bible and attending Sunday school and confirmation and being confirmed, having your first Holy Communion being confirmed, following the different sacraments of Catholicism, uh, probably not even using the right words. <laughs> Don't quote me on this. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here no, nodding my head because I've got very... I don't know whether you're using the right no, words, I but the way so. I understand it from my Ingekerk, yes. I think I think I'm following what what's happening. Here. Yes, there's like these there's seven no. of them. You go through the last one. Uh, there's marriage involved somewhere there. Yeah. Anyway, I just couldn't uh, resonate with uh, the sense of freedom. I think they were trying to communicate with me. It just wasn't working. And um, you didn't experience freedom with within that through that. Yeah. No. However, yeah. I did get involved. I started to go to youth. That's where I met a lot of really cool people. Uh, I was, I think I still am in many ways an introvert. I tend to keep to myself. On the odd occasion, which is most of the time, I like <laughs> to be in a social situation. But if I had to choose a social social situation as opposed to like being in my zone, then being in my zone is okay. the one I would choose. Not in an, an, in an unhealthy way. But just, you know, yeah. revel in my space. Yeah. Well, an introvert is somebody who generates the, the energy from inside, internally. And mm. it sounds as if you are that type of person. Mm. Though I am super social. I people, say, I people <laughs> beg to differ when I tell them this. <laughs> and I'm like, um, never mind. You know, okay. It is only my life to interpret. You're anyway. entitled to your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a powerful line that you're entitled to your opinion. Yes. <laughs> So I, um, that was my introduction to a concept of spirituality, and that was through religion. However, my understanding has evolved over time. So after 18, you know, being at university, I failed statistics twice, to be honest with you. And it's crazy that I'm, I'm doing so biostatistics I'm now, so to hear religiously. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended on the word religion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do biostatistics as a part of my job. Um, and God. it's so crazy, you know, like whatever we fail at, we can actually pass at some stage. It's not like a defining moment. And it's in moments like that where I realized that there's more to this strict framework that I have grown up in, being a gymnast, growing up in the Catholic Church. That's very disciplined. Mm. I'm, I'm getting a very kind of clock, 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 disciplined picture. I only want to hear one click. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite difficult, and uh, my mom's also uh, a very strict woman in a caring way. Uh, she 
is an enforcer of the rules, a stickler for the truth, advocates for honesty, and that's the kind of upbringing structure framework that I can paint for you in this moment, you know. I can't give you the whole thing, otherwise we'd be here till dawn. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be here till dawn, literally. <laughs> but then in 2014, after experiencing a range of different, like, milestones in life, like becoming 21, finding myself as an adult, like puberty's over, I'm not a child. Thank God for that. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, so ugly. <laughs> I hated puberty. Oh, wait, you're ugly teen. <laughs> I don't, well, yes. <laughs> I can't picture that. I think I grew myself. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, too many hormones and feelings and, you know, social... Boundaries. How did you deal with, with, with the hormones and the feelings as a teenager? Did you rebel or did you conform? Oh no, my shirt was tucked in all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you conformed. Yeah, oh, I, was, yeah. I was a conformist as oh, well. Oh my gosh, I was selected as like student leader, oh, yeah, captain yeah. of the chess team. Well. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I was good at maths. It was a difficult space back then to try and find out who I was, you know. So coming into adulthood, not knowing who I am, my mom's chosen my discipline for school university and i'm just living and going forward and whatever's next on the timetable or my schedule like that's where i was just bumping forward into um until i was 23 my crown birthday 23rd of october i was 23 and um i told a friend of mine that i want to go to the clubs you know i really want to let loose a little bit so we go and we dance and we have a good time and everything. But then that started to happen a lot more frequently. Okay. At this time, I was doing my master's and still somehow not doing gymnastics anymore. And by this point, I decided to do honors and master's in sports science as my own decision because I could have gone to any other okay, discipline yeah. if I wanted to. So I've I've gained some autonomy by now. You yeah. know, um, I've decided I've made decisions. I started a retirement annuity. Ah. I was earning a salary. You were adulting big time. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was. I was actually demanding. It sounds like it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look, what's a retirement annuity when yeah. you're 23? Like, <laughs> when you're retiring in like 40 years, <laughs> why are these brokers asking me stupid yeah. questions? And also it's weird, like no one prepares anybody for this level of leveling up. Yes. It's just this whole concept of like... <sighs> life works strangely. Like, I mean, life orientation, they give it to you at school, but it just... We didn't even have that at school. <laughs> well, sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a different generation, so no, we didn't have that. No, they they literally... I don't know, they try to prepare... Well, those things are structured around preparing you for adulthood, but I felt ill-prepared. Yeah, um, as well completely ill-equipped you know and it's also that's my interpretation other people would say but Warren you're doing so well and yeah. I feel like oh I beg to differ you mm-hmm. know I just felt like I was trudging like clawing my way yeah forward oh yeah, yeah. don't know what was blowing me back <laughs> uh don't know what was overwhelming me so much but it just felt like a mission and I don't know if that's got anything to do with anxiety or depression but that's my experience back then. When I turned 24, unfortunately, I was in a situation on the 11th of August where, 11th of August in 2014, where I was unfortunately robbed. Um, yeah, like my laptop, iPad, like I was robbed at my car. Oh, and um, these 
bad people took everything from me. Well, everything. Like my, my yeah. stuff. And I was quite so materialistic then. Also, those things were helping me to complete my master's at the time. Yeah. So, and I mean, I am a millennial. <laughs> I'd like to think so, but I did not have Dropbox at the time. So my thesis and everything was just <gasps> oh, no. taken. And I was like, oh, okay, well, snap. You know, what to do, what to do. So luckily I had an emailed version, but I don't know. That was a very outdated version. Yeah. So I had to just like spruce it up. Oh my God. Thankfully, it was an opportunity to level up again, you know. Now I don't see these bad things that happen as negative situations, yeah. which is quite profound. Because before I'd just be like, why This is the end of the world, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and just like curl up and just become uber depressed. Yeah. But, uh, and in the moment, I probably still do that. But now with hindsight and, you know, with some emotional muscle, I'm able to understand that it's an opportunity yeah. instead. I can't speak for any other tragic events that may happen to people, you know, like some people are survivors of domestic abuse, gender-based violence. Yeah. I, I don't want to touch on any of that, um, purely just because I'm just speaking from my experience yeah. and my trauma no, allowed like, but, me that opportunity. Yeah, but each person's trauma is their trauma and, and no, yes. none of us can take it away from them. And it is in that pit of darkness, I would call it, literally, uh, when I started to seek some kind of external spiritual guidance, ah. I would say. From if the bottom of the pit, you shouted out, <laughs> Well, I was shouting out help from like... <laughs> While you were falling. Yeah, like, well, not even, like from like some penthouse in Greenpoint. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <Baby>. <laughs> during parties and, you know, realizing that, like, is this what my life is about, uh, you know, okay, like, yeah. eventually I was um, open enough to sincerely ask for help spiritually. Okay. Yeah, I could call it that. I needed intense counseling and therapy to get through that time, mostly because once the trauma is dealt with, a lot of other things start to emerge. Yeah. Um, now you've taken the lid off. Oh now, God! And uh, like be, 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 being in the in the lab, you can just see see how it all bubbles over, <laughs> completely out of control. One hundred percent. Exactly how science works. <laughs> as, as a child, you know, you you hear the story of you can make your own crunchy. Yes. You melt sugar and yes. you throw bicarb. Now I did that, and as this thing started bubbling over on my mother's stove. Oh my gosh! And I had this vision of oh fuck i'm going to have to eat my way out of this kitchen it was just so that's a picture i, I get with you gotta be just starts oh bubbling up and now all the hell is breaking loose yes i needed to deal with issues of sexuality i needed to deal with i'll call it issues but like you know the journey of discovering self in a sexual way and what my sexuality is yeah. are two separate things apparently <laughs> and uh understanding what negative self-talk was, Ugh. understanding how I sometimes play the perpetrator or the victim, depending on the situation. And then the underlying factor of that was like, oh, manipulation is one of the things mm. that you practice. I was like, no, me? I'm a good Catholic boy. <laughs> and I've got an education. How can I be a manipulator? Because I always used to think that those characteristics of a person would 
be defined for bad people. And yeah. I classed myself uh, like a true elitist as a good person. Yeah. So, I mean, those things are beneath me, you know. And to know that I was more human was a shock. <laughs> pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Me human? <laughs> Touching your pole. Me human? Yes. No, don't, oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Intense realizations and um, I'd call them spiritual awakenings as many other Fabulous. people would um, in this process. So I've, I've got this four-year relationship, which I have to also say is the longest relationship I've ever had. And it's with myself. Because I've and started what a fabulous choice you've made. Well I, done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes, because I was the only person that I was not getting to know this whole time. Yes. I feel very privileged to have started the journey at 24. I do understand a lot of people discover a spiritual concept. Let's call it that. Much later in life. 43. Oof. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> But it's okay. You're yeah. here now, you know? I, I, I love to tell the tale and I'm <laughs> loving it. It's amazing. It's actually like a new world. Though it's not an easy journey to be on, I have to say. It's... Ooh, it's sensitive. It's very delicate. There are things that I needed to face that I didn't want to face. Parts of me that I had swept under the rug that I didn't want to consult ever again. Yeah. A lot of those things involved being bullied at school mm -hmm. and how those emotions play on the present. Absolutely. I don't know if, I don't know what that theory is called. There must mm -hmm. be a theory. There's a theory for everything. There must be a theory for that. <laughs> I'm not sure what it's called, but there's a thing about how the past reenact itself in the now yeah. through the action of the vessel of the person yeah. you know um, i had that same conversation with a client this morning yeah he did not realize that he's been abused no and kind of, the abused becomes the abuser somehow exactly. yeah exactly it was a very interesting session i loved it i mean we I, my mom and dad got divorced uh, when i was a young boy i was seven i think and I didn't also realize that I needed to deal with those emotions as oh. well. And coming to terms with my sexuality was another thing. Uh, what I'm afraid of as opposed to what I'm not. Mm -hmm. What I'm not afraid of that I should be afraid of. Yeah. Who are my friends? And what does friendship mean? Those kinds of things. I'd like to think of myself as a true people's man. As much as I'd like to continue believing that I'm an introvert. Because I also, like, switch between these box boxes of the way we box people. Yeah, yeah the human nature of mine is quite um, colourful. I like to use the word colourful because it describes an array of different shades, yeah. you know? And I think, depending on where I am and what we're doing and where I'm going, like the shade changes. Damn Not that I'm shape-shifting. <laughs> I don't want to ever, ever say that I'm shape-shifting. Uh, I used to shape-shift. It sounds if you've done too much work on yourself to, to shape-shift. Yeah, well, yeah. I did in the yeah. past. Oh, eh? I wanted yeah. to fit in with mm. everyone. I always had this, like, insufficiency complex yeah. or inferiority complex where I'd be, 
I, I really want to be as nerdy as the nerdy kids. I really want to be as cool as the cool kids. I really want to be as hot as the hot kids. Mm. I really want to be as confident as the confident theater kids. Like, yeah. And I just oh, never God. felt like I ever fitted anywhere. So that caused me to, in my upbringing, like, or not upbringing, in my development to yeah. shapeshift and not be myself. Um, so that's the point I actually want to get to about spirituality is with this relationship I've got with Warren. Um, I've been afforded the opportunity to now find out who this true Warren was. Deciding that I wouldn't say was my decision initially. Now that I believe in spirituality, I think it was right for that time. Yeah. Um, you were where you had to be. Yes, and I didn't, I didn't will that decision or yeah. that process at all. Which is interesting because most of the things that I decided to do, I decided to do. Where this one came at me, okay, I did ask for help. But I didn't realize what I was asking for at the time, you know. So now I've got this relationship with me, which was afforded to me by my development in spirituality. And what spirituality means to me, which is the... Second question you asked. <laughs> God, can you still remember? <laughs> I think so. Maybe the well, third. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> Spirituality means to me to have an understanding or belief in a power that's not me. Okay. It could be a group of people. It could be the generic G.O.D. It could be the universe. It's, for some people, it could even be an object. Yeah. This mic could be someone's high power. It is a lovely mic. It is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I can see. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fabulous. I wish you guys could see this mic. Like it actually gives me anxiety. <laughs> I feel like I need to drop a beat. <laughs> and for me, my spirituality and understanding thereof is super unique. No one can tell me what my spirituality needs to look like. They can guide me on what it's supposed to feel like or where it's supposed to possibly go and what what principles are defined in spirituality. But whatever I conclude with as my metamorphic, fictional, possibly real shape of my spirituality is completely unique to me. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think mine is the same as yours, or I don't think mine is the same as the next person. But for the sake of this conversation, it is the generic G.O.D. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but, but that that's lovely, because no two people are the same. Yeah, yeah. So why should we be pushed into a belief system yes. that was created, and you just have to fit into it? I, I, I really like the idea, kind of, you know, this is what works for me. So... It sounds as if, I just want to comment on something kind of nearly like a sidebar, mm-hmm. but it sounds as if you're one of those people who really have a busy life, mm. but you need to withdraw to re-energize, the, yes. the, the typical introvert t- type of thing. And that doesn't make an extrovert. It, it, no. it, it, you just need you to derive energy from within you, go and get silent and you you get back to life. I'm the opposite. 
Ah. Is I'm absolutely exhausted, throw me into a party. Uh-huh. I virtually feel like a sponge. I, I, I feel how I draw people's energy. Yes. It, it's very strange. So that's the one thing. And let's end off with, do you have any things that you would call a spiritual practice? I do, which will bring me to the one question you also had in the beginning. So God, I can't also, believe you remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Your question initially was about what gets me up in the morning. Yes. And I just want to reflect on that because it's very important for me to rehash it for myself. Cool. Not for the listeners, but mostly I like to rehash it. Oh, it's so all about I'm reminded. You, it? Yes, <laughs> it is. So that's just a mic off. It's my show. This is my show. Freddie, welcome to my show. <laughs> and you're going to use this opportunity. If you grab the mic, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> there are a few practices um, that I do. I meditate. Ah. Unfortunately, with anxiety and ADHD particularly things get quite hectic I so you've been diagnosed with both anxiety and ADHD yes <laughs> I have oh wow and you function as you do and, and one of the words I used was you've been calm <laughs> I know this is the funniest part for me that's what I'm really like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well I guess when you do when we see each other you see me in my calm space okay. because I am I am practicing this meditation. I'm, I'm practicing reflection. I'm putting the work in to maintain some version of serenity as I continue to trudge. Yeah. I don't think that the trudging has ended, to be honest. Because life and adulting it's about yeah. it's about these challenges actually and how we survive each of yes. them. Without them I think life would be quite mundane, boring purposeless i don't believe that we're supposed to live life in a dark room not at all that's and, not what i'm and saying and what i hear from you is is that yes you have anxiety and have adhd but life is happening and yeah. you want to be part of it and you, you you do x amount of things to ensure that you're okay enough to engage with life yes. on life's terms yes and it sounds as if you've got a really busy life with studying and sport and I see on Facebook at a lot of dinner tables and with friends and all those type of things. And you're traveling and everything. Yeah. So to keep up with that, I need to do those things. So those practices are important. It's, I'd like to say that I do them first thing in the morning, but um, I'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> I do them like in the evening because in the morning, oh, it's a terrible time to... to um, close my eyes again because I'd probably <laughs> fall asleep and I'd need to be at work. So I start off with prayer, even though I don't pray to the, the God, the big guy, the big God, upstairs, the yeah. gray beard, I know. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm praying to that God that I used to know when I was in Catholic church. Uh, but I do believe that the God I'm praying to now is probably the same God. So with my new understanding of spirituality, I don't have to feel like I'm defined by my ah. past understanding cool. so i'm praying to something um and i've found that prayer does work um in a sense to like prophesy something to the, yeah. to speak it into existence colleagues of mine and a few of my students we speak about the idea of speaking life into your dreams so if you're not a qualified accountant yet you 
speak life into the fact that you're going to be a qualified accountant. One I day. like that. Yeah. Because so, that's what I'm busy doing at the moment without calling that. Yes. So with us doing masters and PhDs at um, UCT and at UWC and at Stellenbosch, we, we, we call each other Dr. Lucas, Dr. Oh, Rampo, Dr. Phillips. Yeah. Some people may say that that is a jinx. On the whole idea of becoming a doctoral uh, graduate. Yeah. However, that's not what I feel. And that among my peers are not what we believe. So yeah. we speak life into our, our dreams. And in that way, that's what I practice with prayer. If I have any insecurities or internal conflicts that I'm struggling with, I pray about those. I pray about finding a group of people that I am like-minded with. That also care about spirituality in the same way that I do. I pray for my family that their spirituality may be growing and developing. And I pray for um, those that are suffering with certain illnesses yeah. uh, that they may find some version of recovery, whether it's mental disease or physical yeah. disease, chronic or curable, whichever. And um, so that's prayer. And their meditation is just becoming silent. I often listen to Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey when they do those meditation series. Okay. It's my little nugget of wisdom. They offer it like once every three months okay. or four months. 21-day journey globally. And you can sign in if you've got a Wi-Fi connection. You can stream it every day. Okay. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Okay. Chopra I Center. I, I don't know about this yeah. at all. Okay. I'll send I'll it to you on out. email when it comes Please out again. Please do. It just ended now. And the latest um, episode was about manifesting... Your dreams. Cool. So, um, in over the three-week period, you focus on that. Okay. And when that's not running, I do my own meditation with an app called with Timer, Inside Timer. Oh, you yeah. have Inside Timer Bunny as well. Yeah. Oh, I love Inside Timer. Inside Timer has changed my life. I'm trying to get Inside Timer to sponsor my podcast because I talk about it every bloody episode. Inside Timer, <laughs> please sponsor our podcast. There you go. Um, yes, it's a great meditation tool uh, because you can time it yeah. and you can pick like the harp or guitar background yeah. music or some waterfall. And for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, however, and you also you do go. guided meditation by people. Um, well, it's only the Oprah and Deepak Chopra one that I do. Okay, cool. um, otherwise, but it's not on Inside Time where you use music or no, I just use the okay. background. Or sometimes it's actually silent, which is okay. also most preferable for me. And the reflection, the journal reflections, to just check in with myself and see how I'm doing. Okay. I often find that some of my reflections can be a bit boastful or um, a bit mopey. But it helps me to just feel where I'm at exactly. right now. Um, so I try not to criticize myself often, which is another internal struggle I mm. battle with every day. Um, yeah, and these things... They help me to rediscover myself in a spiritual way. The spiritual way is comprised of self-love. It's comprised of a belief in something higher than me. It's comprised of um, companionship and friendship and being present. Jumping in between the past and the future is a difficult navigation vibe. Like, I struggle. But um, in the... True spirit of um, University of Western Cape's motto, Respus Prospus, which is Latin for in order to know where we are going, we must know where we come from. Okay. The past doesn't have to haunt us. It, it can shape the yeah. future. 
Yes. Completely. And it also doesn't have to repeat itself as well. Um, and that's why I embarked on the spiritual journey when the time came. So that I could, that I could like, not let these things of the past, uh, divorce, sexuality, certain addictions, ADHD, anxieties, inferiority complexes, like, you know, come with me yeah. all the time in a negative way, weighing me down. They're still with me. Uh, however, they nicely compartmentalized and they dealt with in a more mature yeah. way. I speak to a therapist about certain things. Um, I am in a therapeutic process myself. I do have friends and family that I can trust cool. enough to share openly with and not feel like shame and guilt yeah. for anything that I, I experience. Um, and all of this brings me to my conclusion with you asking me what makes me get out of bed in the morning embarking on the spiritual journey has helped me realize purpose ah purpose i have purpose and purpose is what gets me out of bed in the morning yes there are days where i don't feel like being <laughs> of the purpose. having purpose <laughs> i do not want to have purpose yeah. on many days <laughs> though there are so many days they're actually insurmountable um and I cannot describe the feeling of euphoria I get when I realize my purpose. Becoming an academic, lecturing, and being active in research and science and physiology, I have realized that when I give of myself in these disciplines, especially to a group of students, I've got about eight students that I currently mentor, not... Um, academically per se through the university system but personally okay uh i guide them with their research i guide them with career paths oh, i guide them um, in the classroom or in the lab or wherever we unpack many things and it <laughs> always leads to something spiritual i have to say and i had the most unspiritual thought <laughs> the thought that comes up was Come up to my lab. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no invitations. <laughs> but this sounds absolutely amazing. Yes. This is, I'm going to end, yeah, it's just absolutely wonderful. I'm so happy that you could make this. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, these, these connections are ever developing. Yeah. I don't think there's any real end to it. And the investment I've received from others is the only thing that I want to pay forward with. Fabulous. Pay it forward with. Yeah. And that's that purpose. That's the thing that gets me out of bed. Oh, wow. So this whole spiritual journey does seem a bit wimpy hmm. in the beginning for me. Yeah. I was like, nah, not going to do it. You guys are wimps, you know, <laughs> weak. <laughs> You're all weak. Why pray? Why meditate? Why no. do all of these things? But um, in doing and practicing these things on a daily basis... I've been able to discover so much of myself. I'm a leader today. You're discovering your own strength. Yeah. Able to mine that for other people as well, or with other people as well, because that sounds exactly what you're doing. Yes. That's awesome. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so, so, so Thank very much. Thank you, Freddie. Have an awesome Saturday evening. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Ciao. Ciao. So, do you feel touched? I learned so much about Warren during this short chat and would have loved to spend more time with him and hear more. One excellent thing that came out of this recording 
is that we have made a commitment to try harder to spend more time together. I am really looking forward to that. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field, or Freddy Counselor, or Freddy van Rensburg. I am also on Twitter at at Rensburg Freddy, or on Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank Warren for his time and for sharing his views with Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.